And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. Well, once again, the country is closer to a rail strike that could paralyze the economy, including agriculture, ahead of the holidays. One of the largest of a dozen railroad unions voted no on a White House brokered contract, as first reported by the Washington Post. A threatened December 9th strike over attendance and sick leave pay would shut down the nation's major freight and passenger rail service, crippling the economy right before the holidays. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley argued recently for President Biden to step in. He'd be forced to have either him take action or Congress take action because it would shut down the whole economy. That includes ag shipments of grain, produce, meat, and biofuels, barring intervention under the 1926 Railway Labor Act or unanimous approval of a deal by the unions, an industry-wide walkout is likely. Grassley says that can't be allowed to happen. Congress has the power to impose the deal that was previously negotiated. I'm a co-sponsor of the bill. There is much at stake, so hopefully Congress doesn't have to act. But I'm going to be an advocate for acting if we have to. The railroad industry says a rail worker strike would cost the U.S. economy some $2 billion a day. NPR says the total number of unions rejecting the agreement is four, with a combined membership of close to 60,000 workers. Eight other unions ratified the deal but could get pulled back into the dispute. NPR says that's because if one union decides to strike, all of the unions will honor the picket lines. The National Grain and Feed Association, the Soy Transportation Coalition, the National Milk Producers Federation, and many other agricultural groups are asking Congress to step in and prevent a shutdown, which would be catastrophic for the U.S. economy. The USDA says railroads carry 29% of the nation's soybeans, 33% of the corn, and 60% of U.S. wheat to export terminals. The USDA says it's extending the comment period on the proposed rule titled Inclusive Competition and Market Integrity under the Packers and Stockyards Act by 45 days. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association welcomed the extension while urging USDA to proceed in a deliberate manner. The NCBA Senior Director of Government Affairs, Tanner Beamer, says, quote, while we appreciate the additional time to submit thorough comments overall, USDA should slow down on this rulemaking effort. It's a significant undertaking rooted in decades of history, and stockholders must get the chance to thoroughly evaluate the effects of this rule and those the department says are coming soon, end quote. NCBA and other industry partners requested an extension of the comment period last month in a letter to USDA. The proposed Packers and Stockyards Act rule spans 180 pages, poses 44 specific questions, and covers 14 years of regulatory history, so the initial 60-day period was too short. High input prices helped fuel debate over the next Farm Bill at a recent Senate Ag Committee hearing. High diesel prices mean high food prices, as farmers and truckers struggle to pay an average of $5.30 a gallon, which is up $1.50 or so from last year. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst says input costs for diesel, propane, and fertilizer will be key in the next Farm Bill. As you know, our farmers are facing very high propane prices as they are uh, working. We're, We're in corn harvest right now. We've been through bean harvest. Rural Development Undersecretary Sochil Torres Small says programs like Rural Energy for America or REAP can help, but only so much. It's my understanding that REAP is overwhelmingly oversubscribed, so we don't have enough funds to get it out to all the folks who are applying for it. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says his farmers are in trouble. We're losing them in our state. I don't know about the other states, but, you know, with diesel so expensive, with fertilizer so expensive, urban people are moving south to Alabama, and you can't blame our farmers for selling out because they can make a living. 
they can make money off their land. And sooner or later, we're going to have to figure out we're going to have to eat in this country. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall wrote President Joe Biden recently urging the administration to bring more domestic diesel supply online as domestic production shrinks and the U.S. bans oil from Russia. Duvall argues, quote, food supply is driven by diesel, including every input, every crop planted, every crop harvested, with all that work done by diesel engines. The USDA mailed survey codes to all known U.S. ag producers with the invitation to respond online to the 2022 Census of Agriculture at agcounts.usda.gov. The ag census is the nation's only comprehensive and impartial agriculture data for every state, county, and territory. By completing the survey, producers across the nation can tell their stories and help generate impactful policies to better serve them and future ag producers. Farmers of all sizes, urban and rural, that produced and sold $1,000 or more of products or normally would have in 2022 are included in the census. The census will get mailed in phases with paper questionnaires following in December. Producers only have to respond once, either online or by mail. Responses are due on February 6th of 2023. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack says, quote, the Census of Agriculture is a powerful voice for American agriculture. The information is an important influence on future ag policy, end quote. More than 30 agribusinesses and farm organizations will visit Madrid, Spain from November 29th through December 2nd during an upcoming USDA trade mission. Delegation members will engage directly with potential buyers from Spain and Portugal and receive in-depth market briefs from USDA's Ford Agricultural Service and industry trade experts and participate in site visits. Spain is the third largest EU destination for U.S. agricultural products and Portugal is number 11. According to FAS Associate Administrator Clay Hamilton, quote, one of the key goals of this USDA trade mission is to highlight both our commodities and what truly sets U.S. food and ingredients apart from our competitors in the region. America's farmers, ranchers, and producers have a compelling story to tell about the quality and sustainability of their agricultural production, and we are confident that story will resonate with buyers, result in many sales, and provide a boost to the agriculture industry back home, end quote. The National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition's 2023 Farm Bill campaign will advance programs and priorities that build resilience and equity across the American agricultural sector. Other platform goals include restoring competition, investing in science, and renewing the environment for current and future generations of Americans. One of the group's biggest goals is strengthening resilient local and regional food systems. The group says, quote, a lack of technical assistance continues to make it difficult for many farmers and producers to update their businesses to take advantage of market opportunities. Federal farm and food programs must support all producers who want to take advantage of the opportunities, end quote. The coalition also wants to fix a quote-unquote flawed farm safety net and restore fair competition to the ag sector, end quote. The group went on to say, quote, right now the farm safety net serves as an open-ended entitlement subsidy that encourages high land prices, soil-depleting farming practices and systems, farm consolidation and declining opportunities, end quote. And lastly, on American Ag Today, National Sorghum Producers applauds the USDA's risk management agencies enhancing coverage for irrigated grain sorghum producers. The new coverage will be effective November 30th for the upcoming year. According to NSP CEO Tim Lust, quote, this expanded coverage for irrigated sorghum producers is the culmination of 10 years work between NSP, Congress, and RMA. We thank them for continuing to work with us to improve coverage options for sorghum producers, end quote. Now, RMA developed improved crop insurance options for irrigated grain sorghum producers in select counties in Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. 
And this has been another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving.